Hello everyone! Welcome back to Adventure for Jesus. I am literally so excited because we are in the relationship series and today we are working on engagement and for this episode we have a really really exciting guest my mom can you say hi Danielle? hello um so danielle was engaged when she was 18 years old and so to me and probably to a lot of you guys that was absolutely crazy can you just tell us what happened like how did that happen Well, yeah, it wasn't really anything I was planning, that's for sure, but um, I just, um, when I started dating my now husband, um, I just, I immediately knew. The the day that I went on the first date with him, I came home and I told my parents I knew I was marrying him. I didn't know when, but I knew I was marrying him, and we didn't talk about it on the date or anything. I just automatically knew. That's so crazy. Do you think that was, like, from God? I do. I do, because... It certainly wasn't from me. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> That's so crazy. And then, yeah, you had me, what, when you were 20? I was and... 20, yep. And then I had, so I was engaged when I was 18, but also married when I was 18. So how long was your engagement? Um, so we got engaged in July, and then we were married the following February. Oh, my so, um, yeah, things moved quickly. So then I had my first child at 20 and my second at 22. That's so crazy. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so before we dive into what engagement looks like and all that craziness, I want to hear your worst date story. Oh my goodness. Oh, which one do I pick? Um, <laughs> I'd probably have to go with, I was, I was in high school and um, this guy had been my friend for quite a while and he asked me on a date and I thought it sounded like fun. We went to the movies. Um, I'm one of those people that sits pretty quiet in the movies though. Oh, yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to talk. Right, you want to watch. And he didn't want to talk. But he made this noise with his mouth and nose like he was pulling phlegm through his nose into his mouth. And he did it probably upwards of 20 times through the movie. And it was loud and it was gross. And then I kept thinking, well, what are you doing with that? Get it in your mouth. So um, it was not fun. It was very gross and I was very glad. So you didn't go out with him again? I did not. Oh, I don't blame (laughs) you. I know. When we were doing dads, he said he was everyone else's worst date. I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) See, he was a lot older than me, so um, I wasn't in the picture yet. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) All right. So, you know, kind of talking about dating other people, did you ever think that you were going to marry someone else than dad? Oh, absolutely. I think that is ingrained in every single female mm-hmm. um, to think that the prospect is there with everyone. Yeah. Um, I mean, back from little crushes in junior high where you're writing your name with the, mm-hmm. the boy's last name and right. you just think it's so much fun to actually talking with people that I dated like in high school, talking with them about the future and being married. Yeah. I think it's very natural for... Um, girls to look at that next phase with no matter who they're with. Yeah, that's so true. So when it actually came time for engagement and things like that, I mean, do you think you were prepared for that season? Do you think you really knew what you were doing walking into that? I I actually do. Um, I was kind of born into adulthood. I, mm-hmm. As much as through my younger years, I have maybe had periods of immaturity yeah. for the most part. Um, I used to say I was born at the age of 30. Um, I was always mature and acting like an adult. So I was ready to live life like an adult. 
So with that being said, then, what do you think the biggest lesson was that you had to learn while you were engaged? Oh, patience. Patience is so unbelievably difficult. Um, Like for my husband and I, we had a very short-term engagement because um, we knew what we wanted and we were trying to live our lives according to the Bible Mm -hmm. um, physically and staying away from each other. So once you know that... Mm -hmm. um, it was like you just wanted to move to the next phase because you knew that's where you were supposed to be. Yeah. I know at one point he um, went out of town for um, a work trip. And so me being only 18, um, my mom and I actually drove down to where he was out of town and um, we stayed and visited with him. And I just kept thinking, why can't why can't I just stay? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to go back home because this is who I want to stay with. Mm-hmm. So I remember actually trying to convince my mom to just, there was a little church chapel down the road to just let us, you know, run over there real quick and get married with her consent, even though obviously my dad had already given consent, but I was trying to justify being able yeah. to stay there. And she said, absolutely not. We're not doing that to, <laughs> to your father. <laughs> You're getting married at home. Um, but so it's just, it's hard to be patient in that yeah. time frame when you feel like you're ready to be in the next phase. Yeah. And I had heard this one thing, someone had said that engagement is so hard because you're kind of starting that living of like married life, talking about finances, picking out houses, making these big decisions. And a lot of stress is involved with that. And you don't get any of the, the married couple, like stress relievers. Like you don't get to, you know, spend the night together and do that sort of thing. You have the constant stress, but none of like the relief. Absolutely. I think that is a completely accurate picture Mm -hmm. of what engagement is like when you are trying to live according to the scripture. And um, I don't know actually anybody who that wasn't the case for because uh, engagement is a stressful time period. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be very fun, but it is stressful. Like you said, there are just so many decisions and um, large things besides just the actual wedding, but Mm -hmm. decisions you're making about your future that have to be made and you have to make them together and you have to be on the same page. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times that's the time frame when you start seeing that you possibly have some different thought patterns. Yeah, and that's that can be shocking when you thought you agreed on everything. It can because a lot of times those those deeper conversations aren't coming up until you're engaged. Right. Which you know lead to a lot of disagreements. Um, a lot of communication needs to happen in that engagement time period. Oh, for sure. So this next question is kind of like two parts here. Um, so how did God prepare you for the engagement phase? Um. Well, I think. Being young in faith mm-hmm. um, is very, it's, it can be a difficult thing, but it can also really be a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you are young in faith and you, I mean, I was a Christian from whenever I can remember, mm-hmm. um, but still those later teen years when you're really developing it and mm-hmm. becoming your own person in your own faith instead of your parents, yeah. um, when you're actually joining in in that same time frame and meeting up with your fiance to develop that faith together, mm-hmm. it takes on a completely different light. And um, I think that God was preparing me as I went through it, mm-hmm. not necessarily that I was super prepared before it, right. but going into it and not having it be my way, but trying to focus on things being God's way, yeah. the 
being prepared continues to move along in a process. Right. And you continue to grow in that. So I'm not sure that I would really say that there were certain things that happened that made me prepared, except being willing to um, continually grow and change throughout the process. Continue right. the the preparedness. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, yeah, it totally <laughs> does. So then kind of piggybacking onto that, what was the biggest way you think God prepared you to be married in your engagement phase? Like what was what did that look like? Um, well, I think a lot of that is the time you spend together mm-hmm. uh, with your fiance and the time that you spend with God while with your fiance. Oh, that's good. If it becomes um, all about the planning and all about you guys, mm-hmm. um, you you won't be ready for that. But if you are so focused on making your marriage, well, future marriage, but the relationship that you're in be centered around God, Mm -hmm. that is the steps that you need to take then to have your marriage centered around God. Right. And that is the key to a successful marriage, in my opinion. Mm, That's really good. Yeah. And really starting to practice and implement that in the engagement. Exactly. Yes. Um, So now kind of changing up a little bit what did counseling look like that for you guys like did you guys go to marriage counseling did you do it with pastors or older friends or your parents what did that look like so on a um on a more kind of regimented um schedule we did meet with our pastor the one who was going to be marrying us Mm -hmm. um and we did technical um counseling sessions we had a book that we were working through we had workbooks we had homework um might sound rather unappealing to certain people, um, Mm -hmm. but it was probably hands down the most beneficial thing we could have done. Mm -hmm. Um, The workbook was so specific and brought up topics that we didn't even know we needed to discuss. Yeah. Um, From things to children and finances and work and um, your church life. It brought up things with a godly perspective that we had no idea we were going to be um, needing to address. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I mean, it's 20 years later, we still both have our workbooks. (laughs) And there will be times where we'll be like, well, that is not what you said when we were in counseling 20 years ago. And we will actually pull out the workbooks and be like, hey, look, you said you were going to take care of all this. Um, but even in this time frame, it's when we kind of figured out that, you know, for our family, it was going to work well for my husband to be in charge of all like the, the yard work. And mm-hmm. I was going to take care of all the laundry and the cooking. It just, yeah. um, it, it hashes things out, um, that are so important to have figured out ahead yeah. of time. Um, but in addition to that, I wouldn't say they were actual counseling sessions or anything like that, but, um, both of us, our parents, Uh, had been married for a long time and we looked to them for guidance Mm -hmm. um so they were both couples that were an inspiration to us Mm -hmm. throughout the engagement time period oh for sure Mm -hmm. wow that's crazy so i know a couple of times that we have talked a little bit about like how important it is to keep god in your engagement how does how does that look um in like a practical setting well 
kind of spinning off of the whole counseling thing, that is a great way to start mm-hmm. um, interacting with each other and with God at the same time. And then when you have your pastor there that is leading it in a godly manner also, um, I think that's a great way to take off. But then in addition to that, it I mean, it can be the most basic of things where you spend um, some time in prayer together yeah. every day. I mean, you typically at, at that point in your relationship, you're seeing each other on a, quite a regular basis. Right. So to make the prayer time a priority mm-hmm. rather than whatever your plans are, yeah. um, I think is absolutely huge. And then another one that is just, it's a tiny example of it, but attending church together. Mm. If you started at different churches, finding a church together, yeah, um, meeting friends that are going to kind of walk alongside you in this journey and be building you up instead mm-hmm. of tearing you down. Um, that's a really great way to stay connected with God. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And that's a lot of really good examples and practical steps that you can take to just make sure that you're starting off with that foundation where God is the center. Yeah. And it's easy it if you do those little things. They right. don't have to be these giant um, week-long seminars that you go to. And <laughs> yes. it doesn't have to be that. It's just keeping God as the center in your day-to-day. Right. And it becomes, I hate to say it, but a habit, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing to have. Right, you want that. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously I've never been engaged, but I I would even say praying for each other privately. So praying together and then praying separately. Absolutely. That is a fantastic point because Mm -hmm. there are so many ways that you can be praying for each other. And Mm -hmm. if you make that a priority, it you feel it. Yeah. You can, you can tell the difference. I, I You're 100% right on that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and we're kind of going backwards a little bit here with this question. I know we talked a little bit about what it looks like, you know, needing that patience in the engagement phase. Um, so this question is a little bit harder, but do physical boundaries change once that rings on the finger, but before you say I do? Hey all, pausing really fast just to remind you that you guys can get 10% off of your coffee over cardio, which is one of my favorite places to get coffee, using your code 10ANNABELLE. That's right, 10ANNABELLE, and you can get your coffee at 10% off over at Coffee Over Cardio. So good, so many amazing flavors, so many fun apparel items. Guys, it's just an awesome time, so make sure you head over there, check out their stuff, and definitely don't forget to use your code 10ANNABELLE. All right, now back to the show. Hmm, that's a hard one because I would say that it's actually really difficult for them not to change. Yeah. However, they really shouldn't mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you've made this next step of this commitment right? and you feel like nobody's going to change their mind. There would be no reason we won't get married. Yeah. So why not move to that next phase? But that's just simply not the case mm-hmm. until you actually say, I do, there is the freedom to walk away. Right. There is, um, opportunity for mistakes to be made and I think that if you've made taken the steps to move forward and live as if you are married yeah you are um, kind of opening the door for pain because Mm -hmm. you're just not at the point yet where you should be there I mean I remember my parents 
consistently asking me throughout my engagement, are you sure this is what you want? Are you sure you're listening to God? Mm -hmm. And up until the morning of, I remember putting my wedding dress on and my mom asking everyone to give us a few minutes. And she sat me down and said, you have until you walk down that aisle to change your mind. And don't get me wrong, my parents were crazy about my fiance at the time, my husband now. And they didn't want me committing to a lifelong thing that I wasn't a million percent sure on. Mm -hmm. And so if I had taken those steps and made that physical commitment, it is harder to walk away. It is harder because you have... um, you have committed yourself in so many more ways yeah, yeah. than um, you would have before that. And mm-hmm. so I appreciated having my parents there, checking, making sure this is what I really wanted. And I had the freedom to walk away. He had the freedom to walk away right. because we didn't have those attachments yet. So do you have any ways that you were kind of able to, you know, practically keep those walls up and kind of guard yourself? Like what worked for you guys to make sure that you were being smart about this? Well, a lot of times it's setting time limits. The more time you spend mm-hmm. together, the um, the easier it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also going to say the setting that you are in. Yeah. If there are people around you, it's much harder <laughs> right, right. To, to try to pull off something physical. So if you... Um, surround yourself by um, young people from your church mm-hmm. or um, whatever situation you're in, other couples that are going to be holding, uh, I'm sorry, helping hold you accountable, yeah. then um, there's less opportunity and you're keeping your minds from wandering. Right. So um, I would definitely would say group settings and I would say uh, limiting the time. You know, you yeah. don't need to be spending so much time in the evening together that by, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you're like, okay, I should head home. Yeah. Uh, No, you know, it should be like you went out for a date and then you go to your separate homes. Yeah. Even through the engaged time period. Yeah. And like you said, that can just be so hard because you feel like I I made this commitment. Like I, we're practically married. Absolutely. But practically that, that word right there Mm -hmm. is the operative word. Oh my goodness. Okay, so as we kind of wind down with our conversation today, I just wanted to ask you if you had one piece of advice to anyone who's either going into the engagement phase soon or is in the engagement phase, what would that be? Mm, Stay in touch with God. Stay in touch with God during every single phase, during every day Mm -hmm. of it because it is so easy to get caught up in the excitement of you know, the party, the excitement of yeah. the attention that's put on you, the the chaos can kind of envelop you. Mm-hmm. And I think if you focus your relationship on God first yeah. and then fiance, mm. um, you will make it through the phase and be able to look at back at it with a positive yeah, light. For sure. Um the committing yourself to God and then committing the other person to God, you know, like you had mentioned through prayer, lifting that other person up, just stay in touch and don't get so absorbed in the chaos and the excitement that you miss out on the true meaning of what's happening in this phase of your life. 
That's so good. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. I love talking a little bit about engagement with you. And next week we're going to be talking about marriage. So stay tuned, come back and make sure you grab that coffee because it's going to be a good one.